0: Raider Nation, what is the deal, man? Once again, it's another episode of the Raiders Recap with the Sick Podcast, man. Today, we're going to be recapping the game versus the New England Patriots. The Raiders come out with a win, 21-17, right? And I know a lot of people wanted it to be a different way and are mad that the Raiders won, but shit, we always going to celebrate the dub here on this channel. So without further ado, man, we're going to recap the whole game, go over a couple things, and... We might might just touch on a little trade rumors going on into this week. So without further ado, let's go ahead, get the intro started, and let's get the show great. Turn up your volume. volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. Podcast. Raiders recap. Jacobs. Jacobs with running room right up the middle. Jacobs is on his way. The Raiders. The sickest Las Vegas Raiders podcast. It's gonna be sick. Sick, sick, What is the deal, Raider Nation? Once again, it's another episode of the Raiders Recap on the Sick Podcast. Make sure you guys are tapping on the like and tapping on the subscribe button. Even hit on the little notification bell so you get updated when we drop these episodes after games, you know, before games, whatever is your preference. But, right, we gotta talk about the Raiders win over the New England Patriots very very big win all right in the Josh McDaniels regime okay this this was a huge huge confidence booster not only for him as a coach but for the team right because this is 23 games into the Josh McDaniels career or the Josh McDaniels regime and tenure. so now you're 23 games in second meeting with your former boss right And last year, we saw how that ended, what type of fashion that ended. How much better have you gotten from year one to year two? Can you continue to beat your mentor, right? And he ended up beating Bill Belichick for the second straight time as the Raiders coach. So big win, man. You couldn't drop this one. We all pretty much, you know, are conceding to the fact that New England is not a good football team, right? New England is a hobbled football team. And the Raiders, you know, by all intents and purposes, should have won this game. Doesn't matter if it's on paper. Regardless, right, the Raiders do look better on paper. But, you know, we have a tendency to play down to our competition. So this was a game that I was really looking at, saying, all right, will we control the game throughout the most part? And, you know, for for most of it, we did. I felt like the Raiders controlled clock. The Raiders controlled the ball, time of possession, the way, you know, uh, we were moving up and down the field methodically. We were controlling things, okay? And I felt like in that first half, with Jimmy Garoppolo in there, we're going to talk about him a little later, but with Jimmy Garoppolo in there, we were moving the ball at a pretty crisp pace, right? So I think if Jimmy were had to stay for a whole four quarters, this win probably would a little more than what it did. Because I feel, you know, even though Jimmy has not played very well, he had his on rhythm yesterday. This is probably the best game I've seen him play. Um, as far as being in the Raiders uniform, this is probably the most calm he's looked. Um, as far as all the games that I mean that's saying something. But at the end of the day, um this is the most calm he's looked. So I think you know, with Jimmy in there, we could have we we could have probably won in more convincing fashion, but the reality of the situation is that Jimmy did not stay for all four quarters. Now before we get into the offense, let's go ahead and just start with the highlight of the team, which is the defense. Well, I don't know as Raider fans, you know, just me personally. Maybe the younger Raider fans, we don't remember a time where this defense has been this competitive, right? Like it's it, it's a it's a nice change of pace, man. This is something that I, I'm not used to seeing a Raiders defense being able to close games out, right? And this is something that is unheard of in this fan base, especially over the most recent years. So we're seeing a defense finally fulfill its potential. And I I wouldn't even say potential. I would say they're exceeding what we thought they would be. Because when you look at that side of the ball, you only spent $60 million on that side of the ball versus the $102 million you have spent on the offensive side of the ball, right? So you're spending half of what you're spending on that offense on this defense, right? $60 million. And you got one star player with a bunch of role players around you. Okay, and that's basically the basis of it. But you got some players that are becoming a different tier, right? A guy like Trayvon Merritt, a guy who I had my eye on closely while while this season started, because I expected a lot from him when we drafted him. When we drafted him, I really, really, really liked that draft pick from Trayvon Merritt. So I expected a lot of things. It took until this year for us to finally see, you know, the the potential of him. But he started to show his acts. And I love what we're seeing from Trayvon Mayer. Just absolutely love it, right? He's starting to become a different tier. Now we look on the secondary, right? Um, Amit Robertson, still playing well. Tyler Hall is the guy I have no idea why they continued him on the practice squad. I, I don't know why he wasn't playing as much as he was, but that kid right there, he's hard. He needs to continue to play, even when Nate Hobbs comes back, Amit. Tyler Hall. These are guys that need more playing time. This defense is outperforming what we thought they would be, right? And linebacker Spillane, doing his thing. What a good sign in that was. Diablo coming up in clutch moments, right, making tackles. He had one bad game against the Chargers. Other than that, I don't think I've seen him have another bad game, right? He's been playing very well. We got guys on the D line outperforming themselves, right? Adam Butler. John Jenkins, um, who else? Is it Belar Nichols finally a signing from these guys? And Belar Nichols was a signing from two years ago, but we finally see something from him, right? He was part responsible for the safety we got at the end of the game, right? So there's a lot of guys that we were hoping to finally see something from and we're seeing it. Okay, Malcolm Coates is is cool, right? Tyree Wilson still getting there, which leads me to this next point. Like we alluded to last week, the Raiders, it's time for the Raiders to go all in on this defense. All right. I'm not saying you got to give up a first round pick because I'm of the mindset under no circumstances do the Raiders give up a first round pick in any training only because there are so many good goddamn quarterbacks coming out. You have no idea what this quarterback room is now. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit as well. But With all the quarterbacks coming out next year in the first round, you cannot under any circumstances give up that first round pick. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what position you will be in come towards the end of the season. You got to keep that. But as far as them seconds, them thirds, a player on the team, right? Nobody, no, no safety for none of that. Because at this point right now, we have a bunch of money withering away on the offensive side of the ball being underutilized while the defense outperforms their contracts, the defense outperforms the money spent on them. So, from that case, and from that point on, right there, I am of the mindset even more. It's time to go all in on this defense. Find yourself a trade candidate and get another edge rusher or somebody in here. I know people want D-tackles. I know people want D-tackles, but that's something I'm afraid we might have to address in the off-season. Okay, a D-tackle is something we're gonna have to address in the off-season. And we're gonna to have to get another edge because you can kind of tell. You can, if you're really watching this Raiders' D line, you can tell they're missing the production and the the you know presence of Chandler Jones. They're missing that. They are. Imagine what this defense would be if Chandler Jones was here, right? And we're not saying he was otherworldly, but just think about the just just the the lack of production we're not getting from that. At least four sacks. That's at least four sacks by one person that we're missing. Pressure by another person that we're missing. You have to really watch, right? The, the Raiders D tackle and I'll be the first to come out here because I've always said the Raiders have continuously ignored the fact that we need D tackles, But they're not playing back. We need to give them the credit where credit is due. Belong Nichols, Adam Butler, John Jenkins, these are guys that are playing out of their minds right now. At least for the past three weeks, they play out of their minds. Where you can really tell the Raiders are weak, and what they're missing is an edge presence. Right, we're missing that edge presence that Chandler Jones was going to provide. Yes, we have Tyree Wilson, but he's not there yet. I mean, I don't understand what some of you folks don't understand about that. He's not there. He's coming off a foot injury, and that doesn't mean he will never be there because the 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 shit is so black and white with with some fans sometimes. Right, it's either this or it's that. When everybody knows there's a major gray area in a lot of things when it comes to football, right? There's a major gray area. So you have to look at that. You can't just say the shit is black and white because it's not true. That is not true. Tyree Wilson needs more time. And we're seeing week by week him getting better. He's playing the run fantastic right now. He's playing the run very fantastic. He's just not getting to the quarterback right now. We need a guy who can get to the quarterback. So. I'm all in on this defense. I want them to be better than what they are, right? Because there's more. There's some stiffer competition coming up. Stiffer competition that's going to be coming up for the Raiders on the offensive side of the ball for other teams, right? They're going to be coming into town, and we're going to be going again, going to them, and it's going to be some things where we're going to need to bring our lunchboxes. Detroit, you're going to need to bring your lunchboxes, right? I mean, you see the Jets. The Jets ain't nothing to sneeze at now. They can score. And they have a good defense. Anybody with a good defense and a good running game is in the game most of the time, right? So there's a lot of teams. We still ain't played Kansas City. We still got to play the Chargers once more. There's more teams that we're going to face with more offensive firepower that we are going to need to be ready for. And that's why I'm saying this is the week that I think the Raiders pull the trigger on a trade because the trade deadline is next week against Detroit. So I think this is the week right here where you find yourself a trade candidate, a trade partner, and you make the move. Because as we just alluded to right now, the Raiders are withering away, withering away a lot of money on the offensive side of the ball. Think about this, right? Hunter Renfro, zero targets, zero catches yesterday. And I know most of us love Hunter Renfro, but I've made peace with the fact before the season even started that Renfro is going to get traded. He's going to get traded. I mean, when the game started, I saw Trey Tucker starting at slot. If that don't tell you all you need to know, right, if that don't tell you all you need to know, I don't know what does. Trey Tucker is starting to get starting reps at the slot position. Now, is that me saying that Hunter Renfro is not talented? No, wrong. But there's a number of players you have on this roster that are playing over him right now, the same position. And I would argue to you that Trey Tucker has more ceiling than Hunter Riffro does. I would be willing to bank on the ceiling of Trey Tucker. I, just, I continuously allude to the fact that this guy right here was a great pick. He's a good pick. If we use him more, Raider Nation is going to start falling in love with him, as they did with Michael Mayer yesterday, who I've said continuously, that's a good pick. you got to use him better. And now we finally see these rookies start to get more and more action. but. Shane Tucker started a slot, bro, DeAndre Carter. He had a drop, but he's there. You know, I, I just think if you're not going to use a guy that you pay $13 million for, all right, I'd rather have spent that thirteen mil on a DN, on a D tackle, somebody of the defensive side of the ball. If we knew that Patrick Graham was going to be performing like this, with this type of talent, why don't we get him more? Right? Why don't we get him more? So that's what I'm saying right here. I believe it's time for the Raiders to go all in. Now, before the game, I did say the Raiders should win this in convincing fashion. But that was of me, of the mindset of saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be here for all four quarters. He's going to play the full entirety of the game. Obviously, that did not happen. So, where do we go from here? While Jimmy was in in the first half, offense, you know, we had a pick, whatever. but And he almost got Devontae killed on one throw. That that was a behind the back row, you know, we're, we're trying to fuck around and get, lead Devontae to the middle of the field. He's late, he's behind, right? It's I don't like when Jimmy does that. But, you know, I will concede to the fact that Jimmy was not bad. Jimmy wasn't bad yesterday. There's nothing I can really, really pinpoint and be like, oh, he fucked up here. Now, obviously, the number one thing we have to talk about as we go forward, the Raiders need to get better in the red zone for sure. Because I argue to you, we're 1-for-6, 1-for-7 in the red zone. If the Raiders are 3-for-6 or 3-for-7 in the red zone, this isn't even a game. This is not even a game. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. If we're 3-for-6 in the red zone, that this isn't even a game, bro. No contest. There ain't even no contest. So, you know, th- these are things we have to correct. Now, obviously, I'm happy about the win. I'm not going bitch to bitch and complain about a win like how some of y'all is doing. Some of y'all need to chill, right? But there's always things to get better at. You can be, you can have constructive criticism without being negative at the same time, right? You can still be positive and still look forward to things that we have to work on and still enjoy the fact that the Raiders won a game. Those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive. But, you know, some of y'all like to make it hard on yourself, but that's okay. If you like stress, if you like being miserable, if you like being negative, hey, you keep that. You keep that. I just won't partake in that. But at the end of the day, you know, we're going to stay here and we're going to continue to do what we do. The Raiders offense, though, does need to be better. Simple and plain. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo had us moving to a certain degree. We're moving. Josh Jacobs starting to get a little more, you know, a little little more uh, 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 green grass under his feet. Right. And we're looking at him. He's finally getting back to form. And when I first said Josh Jacobs ain't in form, that's not me saying, oh, he sucks. He's like that. But keep in mind, right? Y'all answer me this question. Were we seeing Josh Jacobs break as many tackles as we're seeing now? No. And why was that? Because he wasn't fully in football shape. He wasn't fully there. He's fully there now. Right? He's at least 90% there now. We're starting to see him the old shit we're used to seeing, breaking that tackle. Right, not being brought down by the first person. Right, hard to bring down with arm tackles. This is the Josh Jacobs we're used to seeing. Even the quick little feet, in out, right, him able to in and out of cuts, right, in and out of holes. It's beautiful to see. So we're starting to see it. Is the offensive line inconsistent? Yes, but this is one, my my other point. I will not let some of you throw, let Jimmy off the hook with online line play. That we're not doing it. Stop that. All right, and I know a lot of you want to sit there and say, oh, hey, the O-line that's why Jimmy No, stop it. There are worse O-lines than the Raiders O-line. That's the first fact, all right? The, the, the Raiders O-line, although they're mid-tier, nobody is sitting here saying they're a top 10, top 15 offensive line. Nobody is saying that. But they're not fucking thirty second like how some of y'all are making it seem. Stop that. The way the offensive line has played, Jimmy does not get a pass. For how bad he's been, right? Eight interceptions, seven touchdowns. <laughs> Continuously in and out of the lineup, which we're going to talk about right now. But that, that, our online play does not bore that type of quarterback play. It does not. It does not. Now, if our offensive line was real shit, real terrible, then I would sit here and say, all right, bro, well, yeah, you have a point, right? And I know what a shitty offensive line looks like. Trust me. I know what it looks like. I've seen it. So this ain't that. This ain't that. He needs to play better, obviously. Jimmy needs to play better. And he was playing okay, decent, bro. yet again, eight touchdowns, seven interceptions. That shit ain't going to get it done. But as soon as you see Brian Warrior come in here, right, what happens? He stretches the field immediately. And then what happens? Oh, all of a sudden, we start to see Josh Jacobs break away for more yards, right? We start to see Josh Jacobs break away without people touching him in the goddamn backfield. I wonder why. I wonder why we see that right? It was it the offensive line suddenly saying, oh, we're going to block finally? Maybe. Maybe just small tad, but that's not the majority of it. There's no offensive line is just sitting there, oh, we're going to block now. Fuck it. Like, no, no, all right? But, but the thing is, is that we need to start opening the field, and that's what Jimmy was not doing. And that's why we continuously had eight to nine motherfuckers in the box. Goddamn. Eight, seven, eight, you know, nine, nine people in the box. That's all we have because nobody respected Jimmy Garoppolo and going deep. Even – I don't even think he went game this went deep this last game. Maybe he did. He did go deep to Jacoby, I believe, trying to take a shot. But that shit was double covered. Other than that, like, there's no real intention from Jimmy Garoppolo to stretch the, the field vertically. Now, Brian Boyer came in and did that immediately. Immediately he did that, and look what happened. The defense backed their ass up. They are like, oh, shit, he might go over our heads now. And now we have more room for Josh Jacobs. So, you know, although I say Jimmy did not play, you know, terrible, he still could have played better and and saw a number of things. Um, Now let's talk about the quarterback situation. With Jimmy being out, okay, with Jimmy being out now with that back, and I speculated this yesterday, when you leave a game to go straight to the hospital, it's very unlikely you'll be playing the week after. Very, very unlikely. All right. Especially in football. If you leave the game in the middle of the game and you have to go to the hospital, it's very, very unlikely you'll be able to play next week. So now comes into the question. Do we play the rookie? Me? Y'all know how I'm going to say, you know what I'm going to say. Ain't no column needs to be played. And yes, a lot of people, you know, I, I would give Brian Hoyer some of that game ball for yesterday for just keeping us afloat, right? Not being... Terrible, as we all thought he was going to be, and he surprised a couple of people. Had some deep shots, had this, had that. Um, but I'm still loving the lines of a full four quarters of Brian Hoyer, ain't going to get it done to win no football game. It's just not. You know, that, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. And I feel why not throw Aiden O'Connell out there against the Bears, especially if they don't have Justin Fields. Right? Justin Fields had to go undergo an MRI on his wrist, on his hand. He might not play next week. I don't even know if it's his throwing hand. Or if it's not, it's go ahead. But if he's not, they have an undrafted quarterback next week playing. Why wouldn't you throw Aiden O'Connell out there, right? Let him get reps. Let okay, because look, and this is this is the main fact of it. All right, and this is the main reason why I continuously say throw Aiden O'Connell out there. Jimmy Garoppolo being continuously in and out of the lineup is not only fucking up him; it's fucking up the rest of the offense. Why do I say that? Because there is no rapport. With these receivers, there is no rapport with this passing game. If your starting quarterback continuously is out, right? Look how Devontae looked yesterday, right? Frustrated. And keep this in mind. Yeah, he's frustrated. And obviously, if we win, I, I think it cushions that blow that he's not getting targeted like that. But keep this in mind. When you're a right? I mean, and you've got that type of superstar receiver, when you're not used to seeing, you have to get rapport with him. Because – there are times where you're going to look his way and he's going to look covered, but he's not really covered, right? Keep this in mind. I'll give you all an example with Aaron Rodgers, with Devontae Adams, right? There were times Devontae was trying to be double covered and Aaron just said, fucking I'm going to throw over there anyway, right? I'm going to throw before the double team even gets to Devontae. Why? Because we got that type of connection. And I understand what type of player this is, right? He can beat double teams. He can do this. He can do that. I can give him a look. I know what he wants to do. I know where he needs to to put his body in position to make this catch if I need to throw a little back, shoulder, something, right? they had that rapport. Why? Continuous reps. Continuous reps. First team reps. Not only in practice, but outside of practice, right? They had that rapport. They had that energy. And was always playing. That's always the guys that Devontae knew and that's who's going to be throwing the ball. Now with Jimmy, new system. You coming into a new situation. Coming in fresh off an injury, didn't really get that much time to really throw in the offseason with Devontae. Not that much time. Now you're coming to the season. Sure, you're getting the first team reps. And we saw as the week progresses, as the weeks progressed, they were getting better and better, right, with their stuff. But at the end of the day, now we're looking at Jimmy Garoppolo being continuously out of the lineup. That's going to fuck things up. Now that sets you back another week of rapport. That sets you back another week of rhythm with him and Devontae and just the rest of the passing offense because now he's continuously in and out. He can't get a steady rhythm. He can't get a steady flow of himself as a quarterback if you're not continuously in the lineup. If this is going to be a theme of him being out one week back the next week, it's not going to look good. We're never going to find our stride as a passing offense if that's what's going to happen. So I think the decision needs to be made. The decision needs to be made because Aiden O'Connell staying in there, right? And, yes, everybody can allude to the fact, yeah, he had a bad first game. I, I argue you, you find me a rookie quarterback that had a perfect, perfect first game. You let me know. I think for a first game, you know, the way he played, it wasn't bad. It was not that bad, right? And some some people are going to say, oh, but the O-line, we don't want to throw him behind, there, uh, behind that O-line. The O-line is not that bad. If the quarterbacks are making better decisions, I'd argue to you we wouldn't be talking about the whole run. Now, yeah, like, like I said, they're not perfect. They're still fault to be had. But I'd argue to you, right, that if, the, if there was better decision-making back there as a signal caller and even as a play caller sometimes with Josh Davis, you know, we would look better. But like I said, we're never going to be mad at the fact the Raiders have a game We're never going to be mad at it. We're hoping – that this is a reoccurrence every week. Okay. Now, next week we're gonna see I want Aiden O'Connor out there. I will say throw him out there, even if Justin Fields is out there because the Bears are not a good football team. And then I mean, with Detroit, if he plays well next week, I just say fucking leave him in there because Jimmy, what Jimmy is doing right now is not, you know, going to help with winning football. It's just not. When your starting quarterback is out continuously, right? So these are things we have to think about. But when we are looking at the Raiders, we always want to look at them with a win. I mean, it makes everything a little easier to swallow. So what is the whole rundown, the recap of the whole game? One, the defense, tremendous. Once again, right, didn't take a step back, another turnover, four sacks, right? We're doing our thing, right? And somebody, some people can say, oh, this against a competition. Shut the hell up. All right, shut up. Because there were times when the Raiders played this type of this type of competition and they make that motherfucker look like Joe Montana the world. So I don't want to hear that excuse. I don't want to hear that negativity bullshit. Don't come on here with that. Oh, we're playing less competition. When they were when and when every Raider fan knows there's a goddamn time where we play this type of competition and they still look good. This is the best week, best they've looked in I don't know how long. So we're finally doing what we're supposed to do. Holding weak teams right down as we should number two although the the red zone woes okay red zone woes is a just a theme of this year and we brought josh mcdaniels in here as the head coach to fix that and we're not seeing that right now we're not seeing him fix that so that's number two that's something that needs to be corrected i'd argue to you if the raiders correct the red, the red zone woes that we'd be beating, we'd be beating these teams by a, a wider margin and we'd look like a better football team Okay. Um, number three, uh, there there is a, a problem with the quarterback position that I think we need to address as far as continuity, keeping the same quarterback in there. And we, we're already in week six, and Jimmy Garoppolo has is about to miss two weeks. Week six, week seven, Jimmy Garoppolo is already about to miss two weeks. As a starting quarterback, that's bad. That's bad, right? They, I mean, just quarterbacks don't get the luxury to be in and out of the lineup. They don't. That, that's just where we're at. So from there, right? Um, four, didn't really touch on this, but this is something that I think will help the offense as we continue with the weeks. We got to stop putting ourselves behind the eight ball behind yards when we're driving the ball. As you can see, the Raiders are a type of team that likes to methodically move the ball downfield. Yes, we need to take more deep shots, but the core of it is us methodically moving the ball downfield and us getting holding calls, us getting the fucking penalty. You know, even on both sides of the ball, Right? We allowed the Patriots to stay in the game with shit like that. Okay? On the offensive side of the ball, you get a pre snap penalty. You get something that puts you back behind yardage. And now you're trying to claw your way back on second down. It's like second and 15. And now you're in third and eight. Right? that's We're not that type of team. We're not that type of offense to be in that. And even on the defensive defense side of the ball, multiple times you could have got them off the field. Third and longs, right? Either you get a penalty or you're playing too soft of coverage. So this is things that we have to think about too. But it's always easier to look at those things when you win the game, okay, when you win the game. Now, make sure that you guys are tapping on the like, tapping on the subscribe button because we got more videos coming for y'all later on in the week. We're going to be talking more at Raiders football, all right, keeping you in tune with the Raiders trade situation, what's going to be happening there. Are, are they going to be trading for another defensive player? And at the same time, hopefully, Okay, what's going to be happening? And although Ian Rappaport has come out this morning and have said, you know, Jimmy might not be played. Okay, so we're already getting the nugget there. But I'll keep y'all in tune, in mind with that. All right, so make sure you're hitting all the likes, all the subscribe buttons, the notification bell. Hit all the buttons, man. and. Real quick, I'm over here losing my goddamn train of thought. But at the end of the day, hit all the buttons, all right, and make sure that you guys are tapping all that. Make sure you guys are staying up to date with what we got going on, right? And at the same time, you know, make sure you guys are looking at all the rest of the other things that we got going on on the SICK Network here on the SICK Podcast. But hit all the buttons, man, and we're going to see you all next time on the Raiders Recap with the SICK Podcast. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Raiders Recap on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.